All right, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we have an exciting episode, all things rock, mineral, and gemstones and lapidary newscast. Um, Some of the things we're going to talk about today and even more, uh, we're going to talk about geology students. What are they doing right now with this quarantine? We're going to talk about hydronic hammers. What does that have to do with anything? We're going to talk about a new discovery zirconium and halflum. Also, we're going to talk about some big copper findings. We're going to talk about some palladium and platinum discoveries. And also, believe it or not, the earth was once a potato. And you got to stay tuned for that because that's very interesting. Also, we'll look at the rock and gym news and we'll look at the VUG. We're going to look at a couple articles, one on uh, snowflake obsidian and another one on dinosaur eggs taking a look inside like we've never done before so guys i just want to thank you for joining the channel um the ad at the front helps support our channel we are doing everything we can to educate and grow the rock hounding and lapidary um, community and our goals are to educate and build these channels to do that and also contribute to other sources that are doing that and um the best way you can do that is subscribe to our Facebook, our YouTube, and of course the podcast and our blog. All the links can be found on our blog, and I'll put the blog link on the podcast. The blog is radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com, and at the end of any one of our articles, you can find the, all of the links and take part in our Facebook group, which is free, any of those things. And join our community because uh, it's really growing quickly. Um, one community announcement, the OBMS, which is the Orange Belt Mineralogical Society, one of the oldest um, gym and mineral clubs in all of uh, this side of the country here, uh, has a Facebook page that you can check out uh, for OBMS Rockhounds. So be sure and look them up and check that out. They have field trips planned, um, hopefully, that will be going on shortly after the quarantine and all that, and also uh, some sales and things like that. If you're in the Inland Empire area or um, if you're in L.A. or Orange County or Riverside County or San Bernardino County or any of those counties, you'll be able to take part in those. Some really great areas and great trips in those areas for Rockhounds. All right, so let's get into um, one of our first articles. Um, you know, we do care about education for rockhounds, and that even includes um, geologists and the sort. So what's happening? How are these classes going? Um, maybe you've heard a lot of classes are going online. In the Minnesota Daily, they talk about uh, students and faculty responding to summer classes by moving online. So this is a really good way that people are still able to get educated and also some of the rock hounds and rock groups have been able to use the wonderful online and social media to keep connected and uh, I feel like we've been a part of that for a while a lot of organizations have been doing that for a long long time and we're gonna talk about some of those in today's news podcast the next article that we're going to talk about is from AbsoluteNewsJournal.com. Uh, this was written on the uh, 18th uh, of, it says the 18th of April 2020, but 
that's weird because tomorrow's the twenty or the eighteenth. So we'll see how they did that. There, this is an article of the future, <laughs> but it says the eighteenth of of April. So anyway, they talk about the hydraulic hammer market. Um, this is an interesting way of gauging uh, mining and things like that. And, um, you know, this could affect the price of silver for silversmithing and different things. It's just something to think about. But they're saying that over the next um, six years, the um, hammer uh, sales are going to reduce 0.4% each year. So um, something to keep an eye on. It could kind of indirectly affect us in one way or another. Now, the next thing want to talk about is a new discovery. Um, there has been some rare earth finds that include zirconium and hafnium. Now, cubic zirconium, you know, these uh, cubes are used uh, in furnaces as refract refractory material and in creamix, also in dental creamix, and of course they're used as gemstones. And uh, they're very beautiful. They can be very different color varieties, quite a quite an array of colors. And um, hafnium is also an absorber of uh, neutrons and is used to make control rods, such as those found in nuclear power plants and submarines. Uh, it's also used in applications as jet engines uh, and other things in combination with titanium and tungsten just to make them super hard. Uh, it's also used as an electrical insulator and microchips. Now this discovery is um, actually been made in Canada and um, they're pretty excited about it. They weren't really knowing that it was there. They just happened to do some, it's like a nickel mine. They mine nickel and they had done some uh, extra drilling and they, they bumped into that so that's pretty exciting. Now also, there's uh, some copper finds uh, that is supposed to be pretty fantastic. The article um, had a lot of uh, banners in the way and stuff, and I didn't want their cookies, but it's at uh, www.ft.com, and it's dated April 14th, and the article is entitled, Copper Finds Sparks of Hope of Mining Revival in Poldark County, and that is in... Um, in England, Southwest England. So, uh, you know, that's good. Copper mining and things like that. Like I said, I didn't want to download. They had some a pretty nasty looking cookie there on that article. So I didn't look up anymore. Hopefully some more news will come out from some other sources. Um, how about some palladium and some platinum? There has been some really good discoveries. And, um, we get a lot of this from China right now here in the U.S. and uh, also uh, comes out of Russia as well. So this might be um, pretty valuable to the American market and uh, the European market that uh, is sometimes looking for other sources aside from uh, those that are are um, are going on, you know. And also South Africa has a lot of those mines, but. Palladium actually is some $3,000 an ounce. So, you know, this is a pretty valuable mineral. And as you look um, through this here, this again is another one where they didn't quite uh, realize that this mine was going to be loaded uh, with the palladium. And they have some pictures here of the gentleman with these big sticks of this uh, um, core samples where they found this palladium and they just kept taking more core samples and more core samples and uh, it just turned out to be a really good thing 
and a lot of uh, palladium and platinums looking like it's going to be coming out of Canada. All right. Now, this article is is pretty strange. I kind of want to save this for last, but I'll go ahead and go into it. But the earth was once a potato. <laughs> uh, according to scientists and a new study that uh, is being under review, you know, it's they're all theories, of course, but they feel that uh, billions of years ago, the the moon was created, um, this says the moon was created from an impact, okay, uh, from rubble formed from Earth, and that it was actually, when they were orbiting, it was real close to the Earth, like right next to it. And they were saying that at that time, it actually pulled the Earth out of shape. And the Earth could have looked like a Frisbee um, with another Frisbee upside down, or like a potato shape, a potato shape or, a, or a rugby ball. So um, they feel that that happened, and they feel that some of the proofs for that, it's kind of interesting if you read the whole article, it's at nationalgeographic.com. They will let you read the article. You will have to sign up for a subscription or uh, uh, subscribe to their email, you know, give them your email to be able to read it. But it is a pretty cool article, and um, it talks about some of these minerals that they say, oh, well, you know, the earth is kind of lackluster when it comes to geological uh, abilities. And this is some sort of consensus that they've come about um, here, these scientists, mostly out of Australia. But uh, they're saying in, in Australia, there's these indestructible crystals, which is the zircons that we talked about. And they're saying that the measurement of their radioactive decay shows them to be 4.4 billion years old. And that's how they're trying to age that this happened about that time. And they think that when this was stretching and the earth was, you know, these rocks were buckling and things were happening, that uh, that's what caused some of these unusual materials to form. So anyway, it's a pretty interesting article and it goes in depth and uh, you can go check that out if you want. Now next, we have The Vug. Now The Vug, uh, you can go there. It's the um, hyphen, or yeah, hyphen, yeah, the hyphen vug.com. And you can just look for their news there. They have it all the time. I uh, picked out a couple today. They had an article on the Snowflake Obsidian, and they had one on... Um, on these dinosaurs they have x-rayed these dinosaur eggs so let's talk about the snowflake obsidian um, it's just a basic article here um, they're looking at uh, geology in um, and geologyin.com is where you can find it the article um, came out here um, in April I don't see the exact date but um, and there is nobody credited to writing the article, but it just talks about obsidian being a volcanic glass. They have a beautiful picture of a hunk of obsidian here with these large snowflakes on it. Sometimes you get just specks, but sometimes you get these really well deformed, uh, conformed, and shaped um, that do actually resemble a snowflake. So it's usually on a black uh, obsidian, and the snowflakes. Um, the most desirable ones are usually white. Sometimes they're a little bit grayish. And these spots are called spherorutals, and they're composed of needle-like shaped uh, chrysobilite, which is a type of quartz. So that's what creates these little snowflakes that are in there. And that can uh, be cut and polished and used in jewelry, and uh, it's really pretty. So most of the areas 
to find these uh, are in uh, Mexico, Iceland, and also several places in the USA where you can look up obsidian if that's something you're interested in. Now, the other article that the Vug had was looking inside the world's oldest dinosaur eggs. And they have a picture here. Again, this is also geologyin.com. And uh, this is also another April article. They don't have the exact date on here. But um, you can look at the picture of the dinosaur eggs here where they have these embryos. Now, what they've done is this team of scientists... Um, that have gathered together using the 3D um, x-rays. They look in there um, and using these non-destructive, um, they call it synchron, synchrontron techniques, ESF, ESRF, the European Synchrotron in France. And they found the skulls developed on these embryos were very close to that of crocodiles, chickens, lizards, and uh, turtles and that was reported in the in their report and they said that uh you know most of the dinosaur eggs they kind of believed that they died right before they were going to be born you know or they were born dead and these ones um kind of are different because they're not like that they're only about 60 percent mature they were not matured all the way and uh they could look at these babies and see their little baby teeth and they had unusual types of teeth. Um, they said that, uh, where was it here? The teeth uh, were very irregular and uh, looked like they had a, a, also a, a triangular teeth for like geckos and crocodiles today, a hatching tooth uh, toward the top so that they could crack that shell open. And that they not only had teeth, but they had two types of teeth. Very, very tiny teeth, smaller than the tip of a toothpick. So, pretty interesting article for those of you that uh, enjoy dinosaurs and you want to hear more about that. Um, you can see the pictures and stuff like that again at geologyin.com. Now, Rock and Jim magazine, uh, none of these are sponsoring our um, podcast and uh, we don't uh, receive anything from them, but we think they're a benefit to the community. They're educational, so we want to mention them and um, in our podcast and they have some really good articles here on uh, rock and gym you just go to rockandgym.com and it's it's rock r-o-c-k-n-g-e-m.com if you want to look that up looks like they've got a great article on road night um they have uh, the third which i think is the final part on their gold series from the denver museum they have an article on visiting jerome arizona they're talking about rock science, flame infusion, rubies. So if you were ever interested in how these lab-created um, rubies were designed, there's a great article in there. And um, there's a nice article here on tools of the trade relating to faceting. So if you're into faceting, well, you want to check that out as well. And, of course, they always have something for juniors in here. And um, there's a, also another article here on minerals of the pre-Columbian America. So you can bet there's probably turquoise and jade on that, two of two of one of my most favored ones. Um, and I uh, think that is about it, folks. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Radical Rocks. Be sure and get in our Facebook group, like our page, um, sign up for our YouTube videos. We're not getting a lot of... Uh, that's not growing very quick, but... Uh, our blogs and our 
our podcast has been growing huge, and so has our Facebook group. Um, it's been growing huge. We have almost 800 members there, like-minded members that are contributing, and we are adding all sorts of educational stuff on there all the time that you have access to um, for no charge at all. So just subscribing and giving likes and comments, that uh, helps us to build our channel by the monetization that we get for that attention. So go to radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. And with that, folks, um, be safe. And remember, rock hounds don't die. They petrify.